Ohana means family. Family and make it a podcast means nobody gets left behind. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined tonight by two awesome rotating commentators from Miami, Florida, we have Michael Fernandez. Uh, good evening from the Sunshine State. And from Chicago, Illinois, we have Twim, not Twim, Tim Schweska. Greetings from a state that actually surpasses gas prices by the people who invented the $3 bottle of water. There you go. Greetings. And Twim Schweska is his uh, alter ego? Yes, that's his yes. twin. Yeah. His evil twin. That guy. That guy's a jerk too, by the way. No, he's the nice guy. What's that? He's the nice guy. Oh, there's no such thing as a nice guy in this family. <laughs> Is there such thing as a nice Mickey dude? Oh yes, there are. I mean, uh, heck, uh, you know, Mike's never even met me face to face, and he's offering to cook me, you know, great homemade Cuban cuisine, not realizing what an obnoxious I am, and. Uh, I, yeah, so we do at least have one nice Mickey dude. And also, Steven puts up with our shenanigans and wakes up at, uh, you know, one or two o'clock in the morning to record with us and listens to all our banter. Uh, the rest of us, though, yeah, jerks. Jerks. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Let's have a word from our sponsors. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC resale market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVC Resale Market. Com. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com joffreys coffee and tea a flavor for every disney memory Mm -mm. 
who's that voice we hear talking about coffee and who's never been to Fantasmic and ain't been on the show in years? That's Pat Gennetti. Mm-hmm. And on that note... <laughs> <laughs> you guys are killing me. Oh, my me. God. I uh, you hear how hoarse I am right now. I can't laugh. I'm, so, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we're just going to... We're going to press on and have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas. Never mind, I'm not finishing that. <laughs> Who did Big Crosby tap dance with? What's Danny Kaye's middle name? <laughs> no, 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 we're not going there. <laughs> All right, but since my voice is like this, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take a very far back seat, so far back seat that I'm going to probably doze off during the ride, and I'm going to hand the uh, reins over to Michael on this one. Michael, you just had your first trip to Disneyland after being a Disney World guy for all your life, and we'd like to hear about it, uh, what you guys did in Disneyland. Uh, then after that, tell, tell me your impressions of Disneyland from a, Florida, from a Florida guy's perspective going to Disney World. And the reason why we have Tim on the show, aside from taking up space, is he will be making his first trip to Disneyland on an Adventures by Disney uh, trip at the end of August. Is it at the end of That's August right, or in folks. September? They're letting me west of the Mississippi. <laughs> Watch out. Nice. So he's planning a nice tr- trip with his wife, and we're going to use uh, Michael's input to uh, help him plan. Now, I will say, before I do turn it over, I have been to Disneyland on many occasions. I used to have the premier annual pass for both coasts because I was running both races. But it's been a while since I've been to Disneyland, so I'm not as much an authority on it anymore. So, Michael, with that, I'm going to give it to you. All right, sounds good. So, we start off our Disneyland trip about like three months ago when we finally decided, hey, we're going to make the pilgrimage and we're going to go out to Disneyland. Uh, we had a bunch of miles from Hawaii. We put uh, the Hawaii trip on a AAA card. Well, no, a AA card. And we booked up a bunch of miles and we're like, um, let's do it. Let's go to Disneyland. Uh, so we did all that. We planned ahead. We got our Disneyland trip. We got our hotel. And the time came to come after a layover and a long flight from Dallas, Fort Worth. We finally landed in Anaheim, well, Los Angeles. We drove over to Anaheim. We got there at like 10 o'clock at night, got to the hotel, checked in. We stayed at the Howard Johnson uh, with the water park. I, I think that's what it's called. Water Playground Howard Johnson. That is it's my about, favorite hotel over there. It's about an eight minute walk from I, the Disneyland entrance. It's yeah, pretty I call pretty it cool. the uh, Anaheim Contemporary because you're right across the street from Space Mountain. And you have no other neighbor. You have like one other neighboring hotel, and that's about it. You know, you're on the corner, so there's not a lot of traffic to get out if you're walking. Uh, my only gripe with that is that I wish it was a little bit closer towards like Catella, because Catella is where like the CVS is, where the Walgreens are, you know, like all the restaurants and stuff are on Catella. Yeah, you got and- about a half mile walk. You have a half mile walk to Catella, and I had to lug a 24 pack of water bottles from Catella, oh. which I don't I don't recommend because we we thought like Disney World, oh we're gonna need a lot of water. So our first night, like actual Disneyland stuff starts, 
that night at 10 o'clock. Well, 11 o'clock. Uh, it's what, well, 11 o'clock, it's like one o'clock in the morning for us here in Miami. So we're over there, we're like extremely pumped. I checked on the app, everything's closing at 12. So we're gonna like go hit up downtown Disney, grab a drink, maybe go to Trader Sam's. We didn't know yet. So we started walking and I was like, okay, everything's like really empty. The app failed us again. Not only does the Disney World app fail us, but the Disneyland failed us. Everything was closed by like nine o'clock. So we got all the way down to downtown Disney and walked around and nothing was open. And we're like, okay, well, that's why it's empty because everything's closed. But first reactions um, comes right here because we walked through the sign that says Disneyland. And then all of a sudden, you're in front of two theme parks. And to me, that was like complete, like, like utter craziness. And then on top of that, like you're walking down from the Howard Johnson and you see a monorail. And I'm like, yo, you don't, you don't see this in Florida. Like, this is not like, this is like so weird. I kept telling people, people asked me the entire trip. We had some friends beat us up and they're like, oh, what do you think? And I was like, the only way I can explain this is like bizarro Superman and Superman. It's like the same thing, but totally different. And as soon as I, I walk through that. the, it's, it's, that's the best way I can think about it. Um, and when you walk through that promenade and you like turn and you're like, oh my God, there's the train station. That's the scene from Saving Mrs. Banks when he drives up to the car. Like that happened Walt Disney walked through there. And then you see California Adventure and you look up for a second. You're like, oh my God, Hollywood Studios. It's like, oh wait, I'm not in Hollywood Studios. It's California Adventure. And downtown Disney over there, I think has a very Disney Springs like look to it, like the building wise. So first night reactions, like, wow, this is crazy. I'm here. Like for me, this was like a pilgrimage that I have made being a Disney World fan since I was like, what, like four years old going to Magic Kingdom. And my wife has been to Disneyland. So this is the first time she has going back since she was in middle school. So this was like kind of like this big trip for us. Uh, so that takes us to the next morning because nothing was open. We walked our we walked our happy butts back to the hotel, our eight minute walk. If uh, if I may uh, interject here just really quick, Mike, uh, my apologies. Go ahead. Interject um, all you want. Yeah. They they roll up the sidewalks at basically nine p.m. at downtown Disney. Well, it feel it felt early. I mean, we walked in at twelve. So maybe around like, like I'm saying nine because I'm like, I'm like, you know, they call it being Cuban and uh, gotcha. yeah, like being like exaggerating things, but it was early. I felt like really early to be closing world of Disney. Even like, I felt like that was extremely early. I was going to say that I was going to ask the same thing on that. World of Disney was the doors were wide open, but there was a cast member out in front of each one. Okay, so that makes uh, that makes a little bit of sense. It was also a Tuesday night, you know. I'm just yeah. I, I was I was hoping. I mean, especially with uh, them now having the Ballast Point Tap Room and a few other. Oh, we'll uh, get there. We'll get there. That I would uh, that I really want to. You know, there's it seems like there's a lot of cool places you really want to explore, mm-hmm. and also <clears throat> the Trader Sam's. Yeah, Trader Sam's was open late. We didn't make the walk all the way to Trader Sam's. I know Trader Sam's for sure is open till like 1.30 in the morning. For sure, I know that. 
All right. Very cool. Yeah. So the first park we're going to hit up is we're going to hit up California Adventure. So up early, uh, we bought a three-day ticket. And me being an idiot, I didn't do any research on this trip. I was just like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I know how to do theme parks. I know what I'm doing. And I saw that you get magic mornings on the three-day theme park. Little did I know that that only counts for Disneyland, not for California Adventure. So we're sitting outside the gate at 7 a.m. at California Adventure. We'll have to wait till like 9 o'clock now because the park didn't open. They're like, oh, magic mornings for California Adventure are only for hotel guests, not for three-day tickets. But if you have a three-day ticket, you have magic mornings at Disneyland, which start at 7 a.m., which I highly suggest when we when I talk about it, it's it's a it's a breeze. But first reactions, uh, California Adventure is very much like a to me, theming wise, a Hollywood Studios on steroids. I absolutely loved California Adventure. It was such a cool theme park. Like right when you walk in and you see the Carthay Circle, it's like the section of like Sunset Boulevard in our Hollywood Studios, except everything's like themed up a little bit better. Oh, and if wow. you, I, I that's how I feel personally. And then you walk a little bit down and you see Pixar Pier, and I think Pixar Pier like I took a lot of pictures for Instagram. I think Pixar Pier is like the perfect like for anybody that's an Instagrammer or whatever the perfect Instagram spot, the perfect picture spot. You got the Mickey's Fun Wheel. You got uh, the coaster. Don't you mean uh, Mickey's Wheel of Death? Mickey's Wheel of Death. Oh, my gosh. That was our second ride. Our first ride was uh, Incredicoaster. And let me tell you, I don't know what California Screaming was because I never rode it. I loved Incredicoaster. I thought it was a really fun overlay of a ride. It you know it is mannequins it is what it is but I think like the soundtrack and the theming and the little story that they put with that roller coaster was awesome. I thought it was I thought it was really well done. So the last time I rode it it was screaming and it was just as fun. But I would lo- I have seen uh, what they've done uh, via yeah. YouTube and it's just as magical. My biggest suggestion for it is I rode it four times and the best time I rode it was at night ride it at night at night every effect in there glows better and it looks better too it's just a every roller coaster is better at night for me and it's just such a smooth ride the loop's a little bouncy if you ask me really Uh, it's a little rattly like uh i felt like we were going over the loop and i was like are we gonna make this loop (laughs) are we gonna make this but uh, uh i think it's such a fun ride man uh when they launch you it reminds me of like Universal Studios, uh, the Incredible Hulk ride with the launch. I love launch coasters. And it's just that launch when it uh, Dash comes on the speaker and he's like, five, four, three, two, one, go. And he just takes off. And it's really cool effect because so they have back the water. When, what happened with the water? The water spurts up ah, off the ground. Okay. So it looks like he's running next to you. Gotcha. Back when it was California screaming, it was uh, Neil Patrick Harris counting you down. Oh, I love I love NPH, but I, I man, I really loved Incredicoaster. Wrote it four times. Wrote it four times, and that's that's what takes us over to uh, probably my wife's favorite ride and probably one of my favorite memories is uh, Mickey's Wheel of Death. And uh, it's one of those rides that we don't have here. 
and it probably wouldn't work here and it wouldn't look good in any of our parks but it was just so much fun it, it, I'm not even going to spoil it for anybody that hasn't ridden it you have to ride the swinging gondolas it's just such a great time another one that we rode four times I'm telling you the crowd level was insanely empty like to the point where when I get to Disneyland you're going to be baffled on what I walked onto. So, uh, California Adventure overall was just like this mind-blowing experience for me because I felt like this is like what Hollywood Studios should be in a way without the Pixar Pier. I get it. Pixar Pier is their thing. But like just the theming in Hollywood in uh, California Adventure is so well done. And then... Uh, one of my favorite areas of all time in uh, California Adventure, if you guys have been there, uh, is over by the Grizzly Peak. It's that wilderness section. Oh, yeah. It just, it just looks like a natural a national park. And then the best part about it, Grand Californian has its entrance there. So it fits in. It blends so well together. Did you have a chance to visit the Grand? Oh, yeah. Well, later in that day, that, awesome. uh, in our first day, we went over. And I'll, I'll, get, uh, I'll talk about that a little bit now. Uh, so we went over to that area and I loved it. I fell in love with that area because it just reminded me of of Wilderness Lodge. And Wilderness Lodge is my home resort for DVC and it's one of my favorite resorts in Disney World. And I was like, man, I wish we had a land like this that fit our Wilderness Lodge. Uh, so we went into the Grand Californian and it's literally Wilderness Lodge. It's West Coast Wilderness Lodge. Um, the layout's a, little, a lot different actually, but... When you walk in there, again, Bizarro Superman, you're like, wait, where am I again? Where's the lake? There's no lake here. So uh, that was Grand California. We had drinks over at Hearthstone Lounge. Uh, we missed the opening of the new pool bar by like two days. But we had uh, drinks at Hearthstone Lounge, chilled there for a little bit because we had ridden everything by 12 o'clock. I saw you did the uh, lobster nachos, wow. which were... Uh there when it was its old name too and those are like the yeah. best thing on the menu over there over at, at lamplight yeah we did those over at lamplight lamplight was oh, fantastic. Lamplight. okay yeah yeah we'll talk a little sure. bit you know let's just talk about the food in in general like we we had some great food um there's a sourdough bread factory in the middle of the park and they give out free samples of sourdough and uh, the restaurant that's close to it serves soup in a salad bowl. That's what my wife got. She got a clam chowder in a sa uh, sourdough bo uh, bowl. It was really good. And then I, I had some Mexican restaurant there because I was like, I'm in California. I got to have some Mexican food. Every single time I go to California, I have to have Mexican food. I mean, it wasn't legit Mexican, but I had to have it. Um, we also did Cozy Cone. We did Lamplight Lounge. Just a lot of snacking here and there. Okay, so it almost sounds like you're uh, you're shooting for exactly what we are, and that is there's so many. It looks like there's so many amazing food options. You're really not going to be sitting down for a full meal. You want to no. kind of snack your way through. No, because like for instance, everybody raves <clears throat> about cozy cone, but cozy cone is not a meal. Okay. It, it, to me, it was. I mean, I, I could eat more. I could eat a lot. My wife, it was a meal for her, but for me, I had the buffalo chicken cozy cone, and it, I was still hungry after. You know. And it's just a lot of stuff that you can pick, grab, pick, grab, eat. So like when we did Lamplight Lounge, uh, we were like, oh, let's just order an appetizer and some drinks and then we'll leave. 
that's that's kind of what it was looking like. I mean, it it looks like something where yeah, my wife and I want to do just kind of drinks and apps at quite a few places, so mm. we can kind of uh, you know so we can kind of cover more of our bases because uh, we're actually staying at the Grand Californian and uh, Hearthstone Lounge is exactly where we're uh, one of the things we're shooting for for our last day. Yeah, that'd be I, like a nice uh, nice lunch before we head off to the airport. Have you been to uh, Territory Lounge? Yes. Uh, it's like ten times bigger. Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, it's. I think Hearthstone, Hearthstone's huge compared to like Territory, and I'm only comparing the two because it's very similar theming. Okay. Um, it's just like there was nobody there. I was like the only one at the bar for like a good solid hour, and I was like, "How long have you guys been open?" Oh, we've been open since like 11:30. It's like okay, there's nobody here. At Disney World, that does not happen. There's like at least like six no. people at the bar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's a bar open, people flock to it. I mean, it's yeah, people fight for bar stools at uh, at Walt Disney World. So that's that's a good point that I think I want to like touch upon. If you do go drink at Disney, Disneyland Resort is not. It's not Disney World. It's not mm -hmm. the same caliber. So you think, oh, I'll just go to California Adventure get some drinks. No, all their lounges is like you have to sit down, have the drink. Like, for instance, I try to get a drink at Carthay Circle just to say I got a drink at Carthay Circle and you cannot take it out of Carthay Circle. It has to stay in that zone. Um, mostly what you can get like on the street vendors and stuff are beer, which they okay. have a, a lot of uh, California local beers, which I was very impressed and like frozen margaritas. Okay, I mean that's and that's sensible. I mean, they especially from everything I've heard, they've tried to keep more mm -hmm. to the the magic. Uh, that's the one thing I've heard yeah. is people they 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 try to keep California more toward the magic, more towards uh, Walt's original imagining yeah. of what of what Disneyland should be. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it to be honest with you. It, it's oh yeah, just it doesn't like, bother me. You you come off of like going to Disney World so much that you're like, oh, I'm just gonna go grab a drink at Rosen Ground and walk around with it. And it's like, oh, I can't grab a whiskey and walk? Okay, cool. Whatever, I'll just grab a beer. That's fine. Uh, it's one of those things. And and it's just some stuff that you need to know before you go in. Like, don't expect to be, like, getting, you know, just messed up at Disneyland. It's, oh, it's yeah, I mean, that, my, uh, my, 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 my one, uh, my one time of getting, you know, that level Dave unfortunately had a front row seat to it, and that's not going to be happening again anytime soon. It was. Uh, I think. Uh, I think you did my brother's challenge that night. That was the one. Yes, uh -huh. and uh, the the one where everyone usually takes their own takes their sweet time and does it throughout the day. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, that was, yeah. That was meant to be that a poor child challenge. at the end. Yeah, I did it. What uh, in ninety minutes, Dave? Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and nice. then you started yelling at a child at the end. That. Uh, and that, well, we won't talk about that. I wasn't yelling. I was. I was just. I was just better at picking up the glow stick than he was. That's all. Yeah, just <laughs> every time just... I hear mine, 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 mine. Now I will think of Tim forever. Listen, I've had many nights like that at Epcot. Trust me. I, I think you guys have seen videos. I've sent videos to you guys. It's just just random videos of just me at Epcot. <laughs> That, that, that doesn't happen in California Adventure. And I tried to make it happen, but it didn't. It just didn't. Oh, no. I, I, I've, uh, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure because this is a, uh, an Adventures by Disney trip, and also I will have my handler with me, 
I'm sure I will have to be on my best behavior, you know. Oh yeah. Until I'm able to cut loose and go, right. you know, hang off at the pool. You know? Yeah. Once you once you walk into the park, you get the vibe. You feel the vibe, and you're like, okay, cool. Like I don't, I can grab a walking beer and just, you know, chill. Like it's a, it's just the the vibe at California Adventure. Okay. Can it's... I can I talk to you in terms of the vibe for a second? Yeah, yeah. Isn't go ahead. it amazing? how the vibe changes as you cross the espionage between the oh two. Oh my god, it's insane. California Adventure is like how I how I do Epcot. You know, like so laid back, like chill, like I don't have to get on a ride. And that's how the locals are there. They're like they don't they're just there to take Instagram pictures. And it's like there's no rush. Nobody's rushing. Nobody's running around. But then you go across the 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 street and it's like a madhouse i mean you know like fight club over there yeah so it's crazy i mean i think the vibe at california adventure is awesome it's oh it's just like such a local park all right so tell me about cars land oh my gosh um, I, I'm spoiled so much here at Disney World with Pandora being the most immersive land in like Disney has ever done. But like before Pandora happened, like the immersiveness of Pandora, there was Cars Land and you walk on car, like, oh gosh, when you walk down that street of Radiator Springs, like Route 66, you're like, wow, I'm like in the movie. Like, I feel like I'm part of this small town just walking around and it was just one of those things that i was like okay i i'm here in the morning but i have to come back at night we have to come back at night it has to happen because i know cars land at night is insane it's so like all the neon all the like the the street lights going off um i think on our instagram i posted a, a video with the song from the movie because it, it just fits perfectly it feels like you're in that scene of the movie uh, the cars are driving down the street, which would never happen in Disney World because probably like a Brazilian tour group will get run over or something. But it's crazy. The vibe in Cars Land is like what I want every theme park to be. It's insane. And then Radiator Springs Racers is fantastic. Just a fantastic attraction. Every attraction in Cars Land I thought was awesome. See, that's uh, that was my wife's uh, my wife's exact words. Uh, she. She went uh, for a whirlwind day trip <clears throat> in between uh, her work, uh, being out there for work and then having to come home. And she said the exact same thing, Michael, is that Cars Land is phenomenal. And especially, <clears throat> pardon me, being from originated where it started and then, of course, out, you know, in, you know, the Southwest in California where it ended. Well, especially with uh, being in Illinois uh, where, you know, and then, of course, in Chicago, where Route 66 originated, where it started, and then, of course, ending in the Southwest in California, the uh, you know the Route 66 Mother Road culture is huge around here. Yeah. Uh, and there's fests all over the place, and of course, you know the preservation of the original route uh, around here is a very big you know very big project, very paramount. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, definitely, really looking forward to seeing exactly what that is. I. Uh, she couldn't say enough about Radiator Springs, about how great uh, the racers were. 
mm-hmm. basically uh, the way she kind of described it was test track on steroids. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, and uh, she never even mentioned the neon. So now I am just really jacked. Oh yeah, point. man, the neon is just so beautiful. And then you have the the what is it, the Cadillac Canyon in the background. Oh. And it, and it looks so cool. And like the thing is, is that a lot of the things at Disney World that I fall in love with are things that I don't see in South Florida. I don't see a lot of things in South Florida. I don't see Route 66 and old America. I see tourism. That's what South Florida is. I see clubs and nightlife. Okay. That's what my the other thing, though, it's a good thing you didn't stay on Catella because that ruins the magic because you see the back of Radiator Springs. Oh, yeah, of Radiator Springs, which I saw later that trip. But it was, it, it is what it is. I mean, I've seen the back of Everest. And it doesn't ruin Everest for me. You know, this is true. I, you know, because when you run the marathon, you run right past the back of Everest. You know, and I just, oh man, just the, the, just the feeling of walking down Radiator Springs. And this, like, like from the moment I got into podcasts of, like, listening to Disney podcasts, uh, be it that it was not the best podcast to listen to because they're so biased and whatever, but everything everybody talked about was Radiator Springs Racers and Route 66 and California Adventure. So I was like, oh my God, I have to, I have to go to Route 66. I need to go to uh, Radiator Springs. And it, it lived up to every single expectation. And it was amazing. And I think California Adventure as a whole is just fantastic. Um, uh, what rides do we have he- uh, over there that, that we don't have here? Um, uh, Monsters Inc. Terrible placement now with Pixar Pier, but fantastic ride. I, awesome dark ride, very fun. Uh, you have the gondolas, you have the coaster, you have uh, Grizzly Peak, which is a way better version of Cali River Rapids, in my opinion. Um, and you get soaked. Uh, you have what else? Uh, you have the Animation Academy, which we did twice, and it was awesome. Because it reminded me about old school at Hollywood Studios. Uh, you had the Guardians of the Galaxy, which I went with some locals, California locals, and they're very upset that it's ta- it's not Tower of Terror anymore. But I'm very happy that it's not Tower of Terror anymore. So am I. Our Tower of Terror is far more superior than theirs would ever have been. But the Guardians of the Galaxy thing fits so well there. And it looks really cool and if you get the right song you're in the really good vibe well here's the other thing with that too ice cream on tower terror yeah i laugh on mission breakout oh mission breakout's funny it's hilarious and the pre-show the pre-show is awesome and for anybody that's in disney world there's a hidden figment up there gotta look for the hidden figment is there a surly cast member named nicholas at uh, mission breakout I did not see a Surly Cots member named Nicholas of Mission. Okay, so there is no West Coast version of what we ran into. Outstanding. Okay, that's good. So I can ride this ride without fear. That's a that's a very <laughs> good thing. It, it's great, man. And it's sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, and make sure you take advantage of Legacy Fast Passes because for some for someone that just shows up to a park like I do in Florida and just wings it. Legacy Fast Pass was a breeze for us. 
you know. So, uh, what else do we do? Soarin' over California. Oh, I visited an old friend. I love Soarin' over California. It's way, it's way better than Soarin' over the world, but it is what it is. I still love Soarin'. Um, what else did I ride over there? Radiator Springs Racers, of course. Just everything, every single attraction over there, it's fun. It's just a fun atmosphere. Did you ever go to Little Mermaid and see Mr. Limpet? I did not go to Little Mermaid because we were busy getting our spots for probably the best nighttime show ever. World of Color? World of Color. Outstanding. Really? Looking forward to it. World of Color is my my favorite nighttime show, period. I thought it was just so cool because we don't have like it, it's like we have Rivers of Light, but this is like a Rivers of Light on steroids. Like it's insane. And with the the pier in the background, it fits perfectly. I, I love I love World of Color. We had to find our spots early. See, I like the Christmas show. I like the anniversary show. The original show, I always kind of was like, man, I felt it was full of wonder. But after a while, I was like, okay, this is going on way too long. I like any show that references like past Disney stuff, like. Like when it opens up, it's like you're watching the wonderful world of color, like like the old ABC special. I think that's just so cool. It's kind of like when when we used to have Celebrate the Magic at Magic Kingdom, which is still my favorite nighttime show. I love Celebrate the Magic, and it showed the scene with Walt drawing Mickey, and he's like, "Oh, re remember not to lose sight of one thing. It all started with a mouse." Like scenes like that where it brings back like Walt and like old school Disney, I think are so cool. And it does like the whole opening thing for World of Color. It's really cool. Something that Bob Iger definitely realizes, and that is especially the, you know, the generation of, you know, 20, 25 on up. Mm -hmm. We we appreciate our nostalgia and we yes, like correct. nostalgia. And yes. uh, the, the Bob Iger, you know, the Bob Iger era of Disney, like he, he kind of kicked that off by bringing Oswald back into mm -hmm. the family. And I, I've, I couldn't agree more that it's, you know, they hit on things like, yeah, Wonderful the Color and then the Celebrate the Magic. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, the whole just pretty much any time you see like retro Disney. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they realize there is a huge market there for it. And uh, I, I think that's probably why we're starting to see all the live action remakes is there's a lot of people like, you know, enjoying reliving their childhood, even of when course. people are coming back mixed reviews. People are still going out in droves to see this. I mean, yeah. The, the reviews for Dumbo were mixed at best, but they st people still turned out, you know, in in hordes to go see it. And then same thing for Aladdin, and it's going to be the same thing for Lion King. Oh, uh, I, I I think Lion King. I don't even I, I don't even think they're prepared for what what's going to happen with that. That was such a such a monstrous movie, you know, when I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, I, my God, I don't even. I mean. It, I, I see that definitely, you know, breaking some box office records. I, I'm very excited. Um, Lion King was my first birthday party my as a one-year-old. That was my the theme of my birthday that party. Outstanding. Um, so, like, I grew up, like, Lion King being our Frozen. Because that's what it was. It was our Frozen. And I think that Jon Favreau is going to do a great job with that movie. Because I love Jungle Book. Love oh, Jungle Book. He did a wonderful job with Jungle Book. And yeah. they did a... Uh, I was, and I'll tell you, I was very, very hesitant, especially when they put Christopher Walken as King Louis, and I'm just such a huge Louis Prima fan, 
I just I think he yeah. absolutely nailed King Louis in oh, the original Jungle Book. It's, I loved every and he did it justice. It, he did really it did it justice. Yeah. And uh, if if I may touch on another thing that you were saying is Go for this, it. talking about uh, like the old the old school tourism, and that's how California Adventure kind of comes through, mm-hmm. and how you know especially now being in you know in uh, you know in Florida with all the tourism the way it is. I, you know, I'm I'm kind of curious to see if Disney realizes they may be able to get lightning to strike twice, where that may become the you know the ever you know just kind of the ever speculated fifth park, correct? That that will eventually appear in Florida, of doing Disney's Florida Adventure, and kind of showing the that old Florida Gold Coast before Sea World, Disney World, Universal, Wet and mm-hmm. Wild, Greenland, you know. All that stuff showing up. Like St. Augustine-style Florida. Yes, yeah, St. Augustine, Wikiwachi, you know, Tarpon Springs, Cypress Gardens, all uh, those areas. Ybor, I mean, I, I, Ybor City, all that, all that yes. stuff would be. It, oh, it, yeah. I think I mean, I even if you do that. a shopping district, like a Disney Springs-style, like, kind of like that, it would do so well over here. Because there's a lot of people that love Florida history down here. Oh, wait uh, we used to we used to drive down 27 specifically to come you know on uh, basically kind of back ended into disney yeah. because we wanted to drive around that old gold coast and see that we always used to go to claremont to the citrus tower yeah. we always used to stop by those areas i mean and then we'd go over to indian rocks beach and we'd go and we'd spend time on the boardwalk and everything else i mean yeah we loved old florida because it's crazy when you think about it like if you've never been to California Adventure, it's like, what, they have a theme park themed after California in California? It's a crazy thought, but it works perfect. Yeah, but the locals didn't like it at first either. I, mean, I, yeah, I no, was no, there no, for yeah, the first skies of it, and it's no. California Adventure has changed yeah. exponentially. Oh, course, yeah. Yeah, oh it, no, it, they, it was, they it, definitely put their money where their mouth is and stepped up their game on California Adventure, because, yeah, I agree. When it opened, like, all the reviews coming back were basically, this is... This is horrid. Why? Why did they do this? Well, even now, even the whole Pixar Pier. I mean, Walt would be turning him over in his grave. He hated those type of uh, amusement parks and didn't want any like type of pure amusement park. Yeah. And that's why he created Disneyland. And now the fact that they put that in, people looked at it as a slap in the face to Walt. I, I could see. Yeah, I definitely see where that's coming from. But this last iteration of what it is. I, I think it just and, and the thing is is that the people over there love it like I talked to a couple of locals that hung out with us and they love this version of California Adventure it grew I guess it grew on them oh yeah it maybe. is it is grand yeah. right now I will, I will yeah. say California Adventure is amazing and I, I it's still not done you still have Marvel Land coming and it's Mar- I will go back for Marvel Land because who knows when that's coming over here it probably will never go over here. So, I, I California Adventure like is among my top four now. I have to kick one of the Disney World parks out because that's among my top four. And which Easily. one are you kicking? Right now, Hollywood Studios. How it is at this point? Who know? I mean, and I've done Star Wars already, which we'll get to. Um. With Star Wars, it might jump back up and take over a spot of another Disney World uh, resort. I mean, theme park. But right now, it's it's like number five on my list. 
or number six even. Yeah. And my 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 favorite's always going to be Epcot. It's just too too many fond memories at Epcot. I'll say, and that's I think that's the only reason Epcot is still surviving, is on nostalgia and memories because. Yep. Quite honestly, as far as the newer updates, everything else, I mean, the only thing basically keep, keeping them alive right now is food and drink. They are really going to need that overhaul come the 50th anniversary. They and, really are. Um, I'm just, like, I'm an Epcot fanboy in a sense. Like, I love classic Epcot, but I'm ready. I am ready for the Epcot the Epcot revamp. Oh, I am boy. so ready. I'm, I'm right there with you, Michael, because, I mean, I'm a... I am definitely like old school Epcot, Dreamfinder, Figment. I mean, yeah. I, I love all those things. But I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of a future that Epcot's going to have because they they can't, you know, they can't just keep on making it a bar for the weekend. Yeah, it cannot be our local, like what it is right now, our, our local bar. Yeah. It can't, it can't be that way. It's got to be, you know what, as much as it pains a lot of people, if you gotta bring the IPs in, you gotta bring the IPs in. It's just, it, you know, it's Ratatouille is gonna fit perfect in France. I personally believe that. Uh, mm -hmm. If they're gonna do a Mary Poppins carousel in England, awesome, go for it. Because one of my favorite things about our Tomorrowland compared to Disneyland Tomorrowland is the movement. You have the people mover, you have the, the astral orbiter, everything's moving. And if you have a carousel in the back and you can see it from world, uh, like from future world, it's going to add so much movement to that pavilion. It's going to look so nice. Personally, I agree. That's, that's how I feel. And if they add a Brazil pavilion, hopefully there's a ride or an attraction, something. It, it just needs to be done. Epcot, Epcot is falling behind big time. But well, it's all I mean, coming. It's coming. I, I, I feel like if they put a if they put a Brazil you know location in, that's that's where you can completely revamp, uh, you know, Rio de Tiempo into like a full fledged Coco ride, and then move and, that over there, and then and exactly make make you know go go full full on in Saludos Amigos, mm -hmm. and like do something you know just just go gusto on it you know, yeah because the thing is the only problem with the the Mexico Pavilion is it does not have the space for a queue, for a Coco ride. Because Coco is huge, man. Coco yeah. is a huge movie, especially amongst like the Hispanic culture, like us, like Speaking down of here. That, it's huge. Did you guys uh, get? To, well, I don't think Tim did, obviously. But Michael, have you been able to catch Mariachi Colbert's uh, new uh, Coco show, where they retell the story and sing the songs? Only in passing. Only in passing, and I've seen it on video. It's really cool. It I saw it really, a couple really weeks cool. ago, and it is amazing. They do their regular set at certain times during the day, and the other time they do uh, just uh, Coco. Yeah, no, and I think that, like, going back to uh, California Adventure with, with Pixar Pier, the live music in Disneyland, period, is fantastic. There's so much live music and so many performers that it's it's mind-boggling. Like, I personally love stopping and watching like Mariachi Cobre and like the Voices of Liberty. Over there, it's like every block there's something. It's awesome. And over here, we're just cutting it. We're cutting all of them. I honestly think that's where we took the big the big hit on Hollywood Studios. 
taking away the citizens of Hollywood, taking away those street performers. I mean, really, you you take away old school vaudeville where basically you can talk about that stuff. Mm -hmm. You can teach people, you can educate people about the golden age of comedy, where a lot of these guys, you know, where a lot of these famous comedians, where a lot of these famous, you know, you know, slapstick stars came up from, and you take that away from a from a Hollywood movie studio. Yeah. Why why would you do that? I mean, it just it it, it's, it screamed, and then and then and then you put High School Musical in there. Well, that, that, you're talking what a couple years back now. Yeah, I mean, it just yeah. some some of the just some of the decisions they've made. I I almost feel like Hollywood studios until like I I felt like. They put way too many eggs into one basket where it's, okay, we're just going to keep, you know, just we're going to use this as basically a proving ground for everything. Mm -hmm. We don't know if it's going to work or not. And people will come back when Galaxy's Edge, you know, comes around, which, yeah, that's great. But now, I mean, you uh, it's that's that's what you need. You need something like Galaxy's Edge to basically save the reputation of of Disney Studios. Yep, I totally agree with you. And. And you lost your 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 foot your your main attraction, which was great movie ride. You know, you lost. That's it. Like, it's no longer Hollywood Studios. It's no longer MGM. It's something totally different, and it's in a transition totally period. And it it needs to find. It's like a teenager like finding himself. It needs to find out who it is. You know, and and, and it's the same thing with Epcot. Why do all our parks have identity issues? Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and definitely... I mean, Animal Kingdom found its identity. And Animal Kingdom, when I first started going to the parks, I hated it. But since it found this identity, I love it. Same thing with with Kingdom, and that's why I love Magic Kingdom. It knows what it is. It uh, it definitely seems like uh, the identity has definitely been found for California Adventure. Correct. So, uh, from everything I understand, and this is, uh, I do have to ask the. Everybody tells me that even though it is smaller, there is such a different feel for the Magic Kingdom Disneyland. Oh yeah, that it's, it's just uh, especially I mean for a Disney nostalgia. Um, it's the one moment, like really, uh, on this trip, walking down Main Street that I honestly, as a grown man, had to hold back tears. I, it's just everything that you have ever loved as a Disney fan. And everything you heard, like, oh, man, this is where Walt walked. This is this. This is this. And it was just being there in that moment. And, yeah, it's not like, oh, seeing Cinderella Castle. It's not. But it's just so, like, perfect. Like, the moment that you walk down that, that main street for the first time. It, I, can't, I can't put it into words. Like, you know, when you get choked up, you're like, wow, this is insane. And I think it happened really for me. Uh, when you walk under the first tunnel, like you do in every other Magic Kingdom, and you see the words, and you read, I read them every single time I walk into Magic Kingdom, and I read them in Disneyland. You know, you leave here today, and you enter a world of fantasy, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, you have to. I mean, it's, You have to read them. Yeah. And then you look at the posters, and the story, uh. be and the story begins. Because our posters are great. They're awesome. You know? It, it, it's Magic Kingdom. It's beautiful. But then... You walk, I went in through the, the left-hand side, and you walk and you see that fire station, and you know it's coming. You know it's coming. And you see that light on, 
it's probably the most emotional like moment of my trip. I'm getting chills just mo- listening to you. Yeah, other than another moment that I'll explain later why it's emotional to me for a whole different reason. And we all know what it is. It's Star Wars. But seeing that light on to the point where um, I had some apple juice, I had to toast the man. If anybody listens to another podcast, uh, Three Sheets, shout out to them. If you know what the apple juice is, I had to, to- <laughs> I had to toast that man. Oh, yeah. I, I shared a drink. I shared an apple juice with that man, a tea company, and then uh, <laughs> some mafia tea. <laughs> yeah, man, that was it. Was just a moment. It was just such a like beautiful moment at like seven o'clock in the morning because we did the extra morning at Magic. Um, then you walk down and you see the castle. Yeah, the castle is nice. It's beautiful, whatever. But I think that was the most like emotional I got. Um, and then Fantasyland. Wow. Disneyland Fantasyland is like being a kid again. It was awesome. It was amazing. Uh, we did the my first Disneyland attraction in the park was uh, Pinocchio's Daring Journey, and I we don't have that here. We never had that here, so I was like, I want to do something new. I want to do something fresh. And man, Disneyland has dark rides down packed. Those dark rides are awesome. There are, but the lines and the queues, the switchbacks are not fat boy friendly. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it it's like 19 1950s sizes. Uh-oh. And I'm average I'm average size so I'm like walking sideways through it. I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh I can't get through." Yeah, so uh we did everything in Fantasyland. That was the first thing that we did. We knocked out all of Fantasyland. Um and I did it. I finally did Toad again since uh it's been a really long time since I did Toad. It's been a really long time since I did Snow White and I did them both and and it's um, honestly, I can see why we don't have them. I love them. Don't get me wrong, but I think there are places in Disneyland, not in Magic Kingdom. That's just my opinion on it. Um, I kind of agree. Um, I, I, I agree. I do. Snow White, Snow White Scary Adventure is a great ride. It's fantastic. It's really fun. But I will not trade that for Seven Doors Mine Train. As much as, as dumb as that sounds, I would not train it. Trade it at all. No, it, it makes it makes sense. It makes it makes Disneyland special. It really does. Um, Mr. Toad is great, but it's all wooden cutouts. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would not. Uh, I don't like poo either, but I would not trade our poo for it. To be honest with you, um, it's just that everything that replaced it plus Magic Kingdom for us over there, it has its spot because it fits perfectly. I agree. It's, it fits perfectly. Um, and then we did, uh, dude, we walked onto Space Mountain. I never in my life, in all my years of going to Disney World, have ever walked into Space Mountain like that. Not even with a fast pass. I walked in and, like, the line itself took me 10 minutes to walk through. And I sat into that train and I rode Space Mountain over there with, like, a two-minute wait. It was insane. It was crazy. The, the crowds were insane. I walked onto every single dark ride, except for Peter Pan, because I don't like Peter Pan. All right, so <clears throat> I, I we we have to ask because it's uh, it's what everybody's been waiting for. Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge. I I, I got to hear this. I mean, oh, God, it's the second thing we did. We uh, I had a plan to see all of original Disneyland first, and then go to Galaxy's Edge. 
it did not work out that way because I walked in there and I was like, where is everybody? There's nobody here. It was a 45 minute wait for smugglers run. I, I had to do it because I was like, oh, if I don't do it here at home, I'm not going to get the same experience. It was empty. It was like walking through like, uh, if you guys remember walking through the streets of America in Hollywood studios, oh. like that empty. Oh, wow. Like it was empty. It was dead. And there was nobody in front of the Falcon. And uh, we didn't ride at this point. We rode later in the night, but we walked through every single store, every single nook and cranny. Galaxy's Edge is what is going to save Hollywood Studios because that is the most immersive land I've ever been to because I walked in there I was like okay where am I and it fit perfectly with the weather everything was great um later on we we did eat food there I had Ronto's Roasters fantastic uh it's it's like Pandora with this new modern hipster food but it's good it is what it is um Ogo's Cantina we did Ogo's Cantina uh, one thing I will say about Disneyland they do not know how to do bar services to be honest with you especially Ogo's Cantina uh everything else was good her Hearthstone Lounge Lamplight Lounge Trader Sam's later on all great but Ogo's Cantina bar service was terrible absolutely awful but the actual bar itself phenomenal phenomenal um, do you guys want to know about Smuggler's Run? Oh, uh, abs. Ab <sighs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, you know what? If you if you don't mind, uh, I'm I'm gonna hold off on this. <laughs> Are you sure? I I'll, I, say, I I'll tell you one thing. What's that? I I cried. I I cried. Um, well, I mean, it's 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 Han Solo, man. You you gotta, you know. <laughs> because the thing is, is that people forget is like, yeah, you know, you love Star Wars and stuff, but I was never gonna be a Jedi. I wasn't born with enough metachlorians. Everybody knows that. <laughs> it's common science. But I could have been Han Solo. Yeah, I Han Han was always my guy, man. I could have been always Han has been. And um, that moment when you walk into the like, just just walk into where like the hollow chest board is and just that I was like oh my god I'm in the Millennium Falcon it's crazy and forget like this is not even mentioning the greatest animatronic ever built which was Hondo and oh god it's just such an emotional moment if you love Star Wars just seeing the Falcon just seeing it there it's insane it's how, how big it is Oh, I, I I went Getty just seeing the Google Earth photos, so I don't even know how I'm going to act when I see it up close. Um, <laughs> did you ever have a, a Millennium Falcon playset as a kid? Yeah. Yes, that was. Okay. I mean, I, I worked my butt off. I did chores, everything. And I was finally, I saved up. I bought my own Millennium Falcon as a kid. Let me I tell was you. so proud of that. That, like, you know, when you played with that Millennium Falcon and you held it from the back and you just watched it fly. Like with the blue thing, uh, like the blue hyperspace thing in the back. Yes. That is the moment where you're like, holy crap, it's real. Because <laughs> when you walk behind it in the queue and you see that blue strip and you're like, oh my gosh, this is the view I had as a kid looking at the Millennium Falcon, holding it in my hand. Like, 
this is a toy this was a toy to me and now it's a real thing like it's crazy i'm just such a nerd when it comes to star wars it's just oh man i can't wait for it to be down here and i can buy everything because i held off so i just bought a dj rex that's it i had to i had to buy a dj rex had to i am uh oh uh, well i can definitely tell you after this conversation if i wasn't excited before which i was uh i am overtly excited now counting not there yeah um but other than that regular disneyland uh attraction wise they got us beat on two i will give them two they got us beat on uh big thunder mountain for sure like night and day uh and they have us beat on pirates their pirates is so much better i have heard the pirates theming is way better in disneyland now the rq rq is way better okay Dis- disneyland i think suffers greatly when it comes to queues our queues are way better but their dis their, their uh pirates queue sucks but their actual ride is insane it's insane well that's it's, the one that uh it goes through the blue the blue value restaurant before you it get goes right isn't it yeah it goes through the blue value and the story is conveyed way better okay like uh you start seeing the the skeletons and then they start turning into actual pirates like you're like oh, okay so this is the one that the movie's about you know, like that's what it is, and, and I okay. think it's, I, I think their their pirates is way better. Uh, unpopular opinion: our mansion is way better. Uh, the only thing they have is Hatbox Ghost. That's it. That's what I personally feel. Uh, and Hatbox Ghost is not enough to save them from being a better mansion. Okay. Uh, their their exterior is nicer. Like New Orleans Square is really cool. Um, their their mansion is a lot shorter than ours. I think, uh, because they have like two scenes that are not included uh, in their ride that are included in our ride. Um, well, three scenes. There's three scenes. Well, there's the walkthroughs, though, right? Yeah, they're walk. They're, so yeah, there are scenes because uh, you have the the pictures where our our new photo passes. Uh, you have the library, which you walk past, which is not as big as ours. And you also have Little Leota. Little Leota is a walkthrough as well. Yes, this Which, is true. And they still have the old projections for the... And the, uh, the staircases. The Yesless Keep staircase is not there. Which is, I think is such a cool scene in ours. I, 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 I love that, that, that scene in Mansion. Um, also, the elevator factor is kind of cool. That it is actually a working elevator. I don't mean to spoil the magic for anybody, but... Theirs is an actual working elevator, and it's actually really cool when you really think about it. Um, their load process is a little bit better because ours bottlenecks too much. Uh, what else? Uh, Space Mountain, I think ours is way better, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- I like our drops because theirs is more like a circular downward spiral. What did ours you think of more... the music soundtrack and the pipe behind your head? It was Hyperspace Mountain. Oh, okay. It, it was amazing. <laughs> Some of the Star Wars themed. It, yeah, it Star. Everything. A lot of stuff that we did was Star Wars themed. The only thing I did not touch was Star Tours. I didn't touch Star Tours. Um, I didn't touch teacups, which we wanted to do. I actually, actually regret this. The two things that I didn't get on that I need to go back and do is Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, 
which is very disappointing because I'm a U.S. history teacher. And I didn't do their monorail, actually. You're not missing anything with the monorail. Lincoln, yeah, you messed up. I messed up on Lincoln. But the thing is, is like, honestly, as being a U.S. history, I have not done Hall of Presidents ever, period. Not even as a kid. I don't even remember doing it. Uh, and I asked my parents recently, I was like, did I ever do it? And they're like, no, you have never done that. So, I mean, I guess I'm missing out on both. So I got to get over and try to do both. I still think that Mr. Lincoln should be at our too. I think it should just all be Mr. Lincoln, to be honest with you. Just how I feel. Um, but they are doing it right now. If you go, if you're going within the next year of this recording date, which is 2019, um, they are doing the 50th anniversary of Haunted Mansion. They're doing an art gallery over in uh, Mr. Lincoln's like uh, lobby, like the lobby for Mr. Lincoln. It's really cool. You get to see like all the concept art for Haunted Mansion, both theirs and ours, which is awesome. Um, they have a story of each Imagineer that made it uh, and how, what like contributions they made. I had took a picture of it. I haven't read it yet. I had to really get to that. Um, but overall, like if you think about the size, if you take the size out of it, Disneyland is really nice. It's really cool. um, Food-wise, I think they have us beat on some quick services. Um, They do have Carnation Cafe. If you are ever in the mood for a good breakfast, Carnation Cafe is a fantastic breakfast that doesn't break the bank. Um, Hungry Bear Restaurant, great chicken sandwich. Uh, Ronto's Roasters is good, but we're going to get that down here, so it's not even that big of a deal. Their beignets are awful. Whoever recommended their beignets to me, and I think it's like a hundred podcasts that tell you Disneyland beignets are the best. They're the best thing ever. No, they suck. I think they you, suck. You either like the Port Orleans French Quarter beignets or you're wrong. I mean, that's just plain and simple fact. I just had the Port Orleans French Quarter beignets and they're way better, even after changing yep. the recipe on them. They're way better than the Disneyland ones. But you can always get a mint julep and throw a little apple juice in it and you're good. <laughs> um... What else? Uh, their their train is awesome. Uh, I can't. I can sit here all day and just compare rides, but you can't compare it. You really can't. You can't just sit here and just say, "Oh, this is better over here. This is better over there." It's two different beasts. It really is. And I think and, that's what's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, finish. Finish. Go ahead. finish. I, I, and and I and I think that's honestly what what. Uh, what is really special about it is you in, there's a lot of things down in Disney World where you have the luxury of space, you have the luxury mm-hmm. of, you know, just kind of an expansive, you know, expansive park. You have more room for queues, you know, theming, some things. And then you go, but then you go back to this, this is the original. This is where everything started. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have the magic, you have the nostalgia, you have the history of it. And it's, I, I think that's why even still today with all of the progress that's been made at the parks in Florida and the parks around the world, you still, Disneyland still can stand on its own and will always be, you know, as, as you so correctly put it, Michael, and that is a pilgrimage for all Disney, for all hardcore Disney fans. If you're a Disney world person, you have to make the trip at least once in your life. Uh, I'm going to make the trip again uh, because there's so much stuff to do. 
that you don't touch upon so much little things to see that you didn't see and it's just crazy like you listen to like podcasts and you watch videos and it doesn't do it justice disneyland does not get justice based on videos it, it doesn't disneyland is its own thing it's beautiful and it's just so quaint and it's so walt like walt's present is felt there like when you walk it it just feels like he's been there like i i mean i saw saving mr banks which was a recent mo movie but just to think that's how he walked down that park and you walk down main street like that it's crazy it's it's mind-boggling to me like the the guy that i idolized for years i never like he never stepped foot in magic kingdom you know, he never stepped foot in Epcot. He never stepped foot in Animal Kingdom. I, I guarantee you he would have loved Animal Kingdom, but he never stepped foot in it. But that's what makes, I think, Disneyland special. Would I trade it? No, I would not trade it. Like, if uh, I think a couple people have asked me already, is like, would you trade living three hours away from Disney World for living three hours away from Disneyland? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, Disney World is its thing, and I love it for that reason. Disneyland is... For me, a once every five or six years thing. Disney World is is what it's my home. It's my home for me. This was like a vacation from home. Uh, what else? Um, the Downtown Disney's Trader Sam's and all the hotels. We did every single hotel. We I had to see it. I had to see Disneyland Hotel. I had to see the original, the first ever Disney Resort. And it's nice. It is what it is. It's it's very nice. It's very quaint. Trader Sam's is, I I, I personally I, I put this in a in a group and I got a little backlash for it. Uh, I think uh, Trader Sam's in Florida is way better than Disneyland. To be honest with you, um, if you're gonna do it, do it because it's cool. It is a really cool bar, and there's not a lot of cool bars in Disneyland. Um, but Trader Sam's is cool. Uh, picks uh, what is it? Paradise Pier Hotel. It, it's okay it is what it is it's not $300 worth I'll tell you that much um, Disneyland Hotel in California are great hotels downtown Disney downtown Disney is cute it's that's all it is it's cute Ballast Point great for uh, some beers I know you're going to try to hit that up Tim uh, but Ballast Point is awesome go to the rooftop section like the outdoor section grab a couple beers chill out they have some good food. Uh, they do. Uh, it's Ballast Points. They're famous. They, they're famous for the like their IPA, which I had. Uh, it was really good. I mean, it's a good bar. Uh, Uvo Bar is fun. It's in the middle of downtown Disney. Uh, they have a pizza place that's good. It's kind of like Blaze Pizza that they you build your own pizza. It's really good. Um, but other than that, downtown Disney, there's not much to see except that stupid Instagram pop-up shop. What is that? They're charging $35 to take pictures with walls. Huh? Okay, so they, they do like this pop-up museum that's supposed to be Mickey's 90th pop-up museum. And like, all it is is photo ops. You pay $35 for photos. You see, it worked in New York City when they had it, but that's just it worked, disgusting it, over there. Because the people that go there are expecting that to be free. That's a, that should be a free thing. Maybe, okay, maybe not free, but $35. I was like, so you mean for me and my wife to go in here, it's going to be $70 to take pictures? 
yeah, no. <laughs> Gosh, and you don't get anything out of it. You really don't. It's not like even a museum with facts from what people have told me. It's just pictures. Um, they have the void over there. Uh, they have their. They have a bunch of. It's just the same. It's exactly Disney Springs except smaller without all the bars or restaurants. Okay. Um, what else? Grand Californian. You're, you're staying at Grand Californian, and I'm really excited for you because their pool looks fun. They just opened up the pool bar. Uh, they have Hearthstone Lounge. Uh, it's just a really cool atmosphere, I think, honestly. And that's uh, pretty much everything that we did on that trip other than go to an Angels game and eat in and out. That's... Well, uh, I, uh, I think, uh, yeah. I, I, I think I've got a lot more information than I was uh, coming in with, so... Uh, yeah, you have I, more I, than I, I did. Say. You have yeah, more I got, than I did. Yeah, believe me, and I and I appreciate it. That's uh, that's uh, that's the beauty of these uh, you know, of, of these podcasts. That's the beauty of the Disney community being able to find those things out. So, uh, you know, I, I really want to thank you for your time tonight, Mike. Yeah, uh, Michael, we I really appreciate this rundown, and I honestly can't wait to uh, to finish this up because I'm looking forward to going downstairs and telling the wife everything I just heard. Wait, before you go, before we end this, I want to oh, ask yeah. you. I want to ask you a question. Sure. Out of everything you've heard in all the years of being a Disney fan, what are you most excited for for Disneyland? Quite honestly, because of the nostalgia, because of just my you know my nerd spot, you know my soft spot for this. I, I cannot wait to walk through, see the train station where Walt stepped off, where, you know, you had Art Linkletter, Ronald Reagan, everybody interviewing him, right? You know, when when he came off that train in, you know, in July of 1955, and I cannot wait to see where he stood for the dedication. Yeah. Uh, I just, I mean, to me, being the history nerd that I am, I, I am so excited to just be able to see, like, like you said, you know, it's like the... That's oh wait, that's where that picture was taken. That's where he stood. That's where this happened. Mm -hmm. That's where, I mean, yeah. And if that's the reason, if that's the reason that you're excited, you're gonna love every aspect of Disneyland like I did. You're gonna look past a lot of stuff. You really are. And it's the stuff that I don't look past as a local in South Florida, and being at Disney World so so much, that I look for those problems. And we look for those problems. And experiencing a, a theme park for the first time is such a great moment that, like, I wish I can go back and see, like, experience Epcot for the first time. I wish I can, like, experience all those theme parks for the first time because as soon as we came back, we were like, oh, we need to go to Disney World because I think we got a whole new appreciation for what we have. And if you're going for those reasons, you're going to love it. Honestly, I absolutely loved Disneyland. I wouldn't trade it, and I would do it again, but loved it. Loved every single second of that trip. Well, thank you very much for the input, Michael. We really, really appreciate it. No problem. And gentlemen, thank you for this show. I think you're going to help a lot of people who have not made the trip out to Disneyland yet that might be planning to. I think you're going to be helping a lot of them out with... Uh, making that decision and kind of giving them a good uh, springboard to go off of. So with that, uh, let's uh, go around and say where we can be found on the interwebs. I can be found on Instagram at 
uh, Twitter at Figments Reality. Tim, where are you? You can find me on Twitter at plain underscore Tim, and you can find me on Facebook at Tim Schweska. Excellent. And Michael, where are you? Uh, you can find me on all those social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, as Ears of Happiness. Uh, we posted a lot of videos of Disneyland if you want to see those. Uh, we also posted a lot on our Instagram for the Mickey Dudes. Um, so if you want to see those memories, uh, we, we would love to share it with you guys. And ladies and gentlemen, now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. See you real soon. Bye. listen to another exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon